What's happening, everyone? Yo. We're I'm, back. <laughs> I'm applying chapstick right now. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, but we're back. <laughs> yeah. With another episode of Clear the Haze. Yeah, another episode of Clear the Haze. Obviously, guys. you guys know that already because yeah. we're supplying dope stuff that you guys are addicted to. And we're happy to keep supplying it. Yeah, because it's fun and you get to know someone new like today. Yeah. Today. Do you know who you guys have? Yeah. You guys know? take a guess you're not gonna guess right no you're never gonna guess but we're gonna tell you right now it's ivan fane yeah hey guys hey aka legendary art director <laughs> Ivan fane if you're fancy yeah. hey that's true welcome to the show welcome to the show man thank you thank you have you How ever you feeling? Go ahead. How, How are you feeling? feeling? I'm I'm pretty good. I'm just a little tired. You know, yeah, aren't we the all? Gym man. Before I came over here, so <sighs> it's been a long day today. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been a long day. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday we had a sprint commercial. Sprint commercial. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. It was in in Malibu on a hill. Oh, you worked on that? Yeah. I thought, I thought only I thought only you worked on that. No, there was a. No, we all worked on it. Yeah, we all worked on it. It was pretty fun. Like, catering was all right, but. The experience itself was like yeah. pretty once in a lifetime. Like, pff, when is that ever gonna happen with Paul too? <laughs> Catering was all right. Uh, crafty was not good. No, cra- Crafty was <laughs> not good. Like Whatever. there was, n- she went around one time with deviled eggs. I don't usually eat deviled eggs. Really, really good though. Surprise. Yeah. You can't surprise. complain about free food on set. No, you can't complain, yeah. but you can when you've done a lot oh, of sets. Yeah. <laughs> and then nah. you can compare like, uh, this lady had like turkey legs on her crafty and you only have like wheat thins yeah what's going on that's very true although wheat thins are delicious but (laughs) not for like 12 hours yeah i worked at a place where they would cater from the same like crappy greek place every time oh like every time like i was all excited the first time but then like by the fifth time i was like i don't i don't want like a chicken skewer. Yeah. Like, skewer. <laughs> this is all we're getting. Chicken yeah. skewer like with some rice. Of this. The yeah. person who ordered it was never even on set anyway. Oh, they were wow. just ordering food for us, thinking they're doing us a favor. I mean, they were. Oh, but man. Yo. It was, it was gross. Yeah. Yo, I gotta, I gotta just shout out, shout out right now, Ivan, because honestly, he gave us these sour gummies while while I was living here in Koreatown. Like, he got these sour gummies, and they just became so addicting. Like, we would all eat them, bro. Oh, uh, the fiber gummies. The fiber gummies. smart sweets? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was about them, but, like, my brother <laughs> bought this big-ass <laughs> box, and immediately I was like, these are delicious. Yeah, like, I, I get a lot of those because I, I used to do a lot of giveaways with the brand. We used to shoot the brand's, uh, like, social media content oh, that's for cool. a little while. But, um yeah I, I give him all the boxes because i just get all of this like all of these weird foods and weird like alternative foods <laughs> like you know these so supposedly healthy gummies and i'm just not interested so i just give i give them away yeah. i shoot them yeah and it's fun but like i can only eat so much of it when i'm getting like a uh, crate in the mail every month you know yeah, we ate a lot yeah, yeah so actually i think i have some more i have their uh their I mean, they're not Swedish fish, but they're Swedish fish. Oh. And uh, some, I don't, I don't even remember what the other one was, but yeah, they're all plant based now. You know, they're vegan now. Shout out Smart Sweets. Yeah, yeah Smart delicious. Sweets. 
Yo, but a lot they of people, tasty. a lot of people are going vegan, man. Even um, our last guest, Christian, we went to the burrito truck and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm vegan now, bro. I don't eat meat. I was like, what? Super random. More people, man. Hey, it's, man, roll it up with rice and salsa. Just yeah. as good. I mean, you know, it's because a lot of people are becoming more aware of food and its impact on the environment mm. and ultimately the climate. And Yeah. Veganism is the most environmentally friendly diet. Though, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm not, but well, <laughs> I think about it sometimes, yeah. I'll admit. Yeah. Damn, man. No, I, for me, the, the biggest aspect of food is just where is that energy going to be transferred, you know? Um, and that, that, I mean, that's the realest I could put it because everything you, you eat, everything that's, that's bringing, you know, some sort of chemical compound inside of you now, right? It's all good, man. That's just how the the way it is. It's people listen. They're like, sometimes you hear like a plane, or sometimes you hear that, and it's just like that's just ambient noise. Like I can't stop that, you know. <laughs> Not in L.A. No. Not in L.A., bro. This city is always moving. It's yeah. crazy. You know what I was just thinking about right before the show? I was thinking about everybody that I've gotten on the show so far ha- has like a super busy schedule. Like they're all, hey man, I don't know. I have to find a time. Like I'm doing a bunch of stuff. And that's so motivating. But, like, back home where I'm from, like, Texas, in San Antonio, man, you don't get any of that shit. Like, everybody's just like, Mike, I um, Tuesday I have community college, and then um, maybe I'm going to the club on Friday. And then maybe I'll see my friends on Saturday. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I get it. I get it. I mean, I've, I'm pretty busy, but I'm, I'm busy in chunks, you know. Like, uh, I'll same. be busy for a month. And then I'll I'll take it easier. I'll like work really hard for you know two weeks straight with no weekends or whatever, so I can do the same thing and not work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, for the same period of time. So I'm not always busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I can't be. Yeah, no, and I'm the same like, way. It, it's true though. Some people are absurdly busy, and it uh, it blows my mind a little bit. It's a little, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, like uh, work when life, to... work life in the U.S. especially is fucking just. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, we work too much crazy. here. That's why everyone's crazy and like chasing <laughs> this fake dream that everyone's gonna be rich and. Shit. No, it's yeah. true. Everyone just, here is just a... pulled that one out of thin air. No, no, no. <laughs> but that that it, that is a major no, thing it's here. True. Um, I was I was reading something the other day, and I don't know if I can express it mm-hmm. well or eloquently, but basically the idea that your job is more relevant to your life than the government because even though you have freedom of speech at a federal level, you could say something shitty and get fired from your job and then be homeless Yeah. because in a private company, they decide what goes, they decide what's right. They have more direct control over your life. And those same people are now running the government and it's, it's just a fucking crazy. And I mean, you, I mean, it's it's a double-edged sword. Like, you do have freedom of speech, but you're not immune to the consequences because True. of what you say. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just because you said what you wanted to say doesn't mean that it's all good. Like That's yeah. just one example, though. I mean, there's so many things you can do yeah. that your job could decide to terminate you or penalize you or do something or Bro. other that... Honestly, you know, what, that could what severely affect your life? Definitely. Yeah. I, well, honestly, when I said um, like verbal abuse, when I heard there was a thing, like as a kid, I was like verbal abuse. Someone said that to me, and I was like, 
what the fuck does that mean you know and then as an and then you start to realize as you get older you're like people abuse people with their words like and then they just destroy someone's life and i was like that's that's something people do for fun like that's crazy like you're a psychopath you know you're like you don't even think of others you just immediately just like i'm just gonna be a jerk because why not because my life sucks it's like oh, yeah those people feel power in belittling people because it makes them feel bigger there's there's a huge portion of people that just believe in fuck you i got mine and and unfortunately that does not work with the sheer number of people we have on Mm -hmm. this planet like it it it's just not sustainable to have an attitude like that yeah uh i mean you can, but you got to have the finances to back it up. So yeah, but you don't have to ever support the backs anyone. everybody else. Yeah. Though, you know, and well, that's like, the, that's the part is that sucks is like, Hey, yeah. you made it, but you don't have any friends probably don't have family. Yeah. If you do, they don't care about you because they didn't see you. You yeah. could also, you could also pretend to be like ghetto, like from the hood, like cash me outside girl. That's what she did. She just went like full. Like, yo, what's that? Like, full crazy person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like, I'll fight the audience. Like, who the fuck is talking like that? Mm-hmm. You know, she just wanted attention and it worked because so many people were like, that's good. Yeah, attention yeah. is also currency these days, for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost, people almost assume now that if you make it virally or you're on TV, you must be rich or you're going to be. It, yeah. It's it's almost <laughs> yeah. presumed now. and. In many cases, it's it is it becomes true or it is true. And if you become a person in the public eye such as that, I mean, you're instantly able to make appearances, which can net you, you know, twenty up to fifty. The more popular you get, so yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I've worked with some YouTube people in my old job. It was yeah, <laughs> it was really interesting to see a bunch of like seventeen, eighteen year olds making like more money than I ever see in my life, yeah. you know, for being shitheads on the internet. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, it's kind of crazy. No consequences. It's, it's crazy. I mean, not all of them are bad. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it just, it, it was just kind of mind blowing to see like just that complete different path that they're on mm-hmm. and a completely different world that they live in. There's this episode of nine one one recently where they had some, kids in this like mega mansion and they mm-hmm. put one of their friends heads in a in a block of cement and he started to suffocate and like panic oh man and they were like recording it and the and yeah. the fire firefighter was like man what are you doing bro like are you serious he's like man we make like a hundred million dollars off of this like leave me alone don't judge me wow yeah, i love that show like man that. yeah it's a i great love show. that show man it's a I really great show that show i see the billboards oh you know, super good. good season one it's not what you expect because yeah. i expected it to be like some drama like yeah. no it's, it's intense yeah it's like i the way i described it is they scenarios take, they take the biggest like and the most interesting scenarios that have happened from all the 911 calls of all time and they just inspect them and say that could be a good episode on a tv show and mm-hmm. then it's like it's super high stakes all the time like random as fuck and you're just it blows you away it's a good show interesting but also uh the characters are engaging you actually care about them because yeah. the show fails when you don't care if they're happy or not yeah and you actually begin to root against them but this show is really good angela bassett has a great storyline yeah shout out angela um, bassett. and then they marry her storyline with the firefighters so it works out 
It's really <laughs> right well at the done. end, it was like a big bomb. Drop. They did a really good recast. Very slick. It was really good. Of that chick? Yeah. Yeah, she just wasn't. She just wasn't doing it for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, you should. You, really and she, should. you know, it's funny. They gave her a whole nother movie because they were just like, look, I'm sorry. You can have this movie. Oh, uh, yeah? What was she in? Um, it, I just saw the first look. It's like going to be this very romantic movie. She'll probably come back. <laughs> Clearly, she wasn't in the season because of that movie. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm just a telephone operator in the show. I, I could go be in a movie. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's not a big role. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. But any movie's a movie. I'll take it. Yo. I thought this was very interesting. So we were talking about this on the, on the last episode of the podcast about Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. How I believe that basically Pete Davidson was, this was all staged. You know, like she got with him. They claimed they were going to get engaged because they wanted to make him famous. Like, I just saw the news report. She hid her tattoo. He's hidden her tattoo. Like, they just, like, no contact anymore. And they're just like, we're fine. But he's a mega sensation. Like, the news literally I wouldn't told say me, mega sensation. He, they're trying but he's to, recognizable instantly now. Yeah, he's, exactly. And that's, I would say, the yeah. biggest place you could get. Because now... Sorry. Go ahead. I just—I don't think I could picture either of their faces. Like I, I'm so, <laughs> I insulate myself from entertainment news. I just—I yeah. I don't give a shit. Like yeah. I could, no, yeah. I, like, I try not I to, call, but like, I don't know. Call me jaded, but I just—I can't read that yeah. stuff. Well, that shit's old news, and we already knew it was <laughs> yeah. manufactured anyway. That's what I'm saying, man. But, it's I mean, just crazy. Why are you so blown away by that? Like that's that's been going on for a long time. Just no, the way people but, but curate the, their lives. Is that just what you're this, talking about? No, just the fact that this one was so swift. Like, what was this? Like two, three months, and he became like <laughs> immediately recognized, yeah. which goes to show it's like. Imagine making a deal for this. Because if it's staged, someone's making a deal. So they say, how long will it take you? And they'll say, maybe like three months. Yeah. He'll be everywhere. Mm. It's interesting. Well, lucky That's him. not new. That kind of shit's been done since like the 90s yeah. or even no. before then. You it's know, been here since like, the beginning of fucking Hollywood. Yeah. But And yeah. also, what it, like his shtick is unfunny. Like, what is it? Nonchalantness is your funny? That's your comedy? Yeah. Like, are you the bad boy of comedy now? I don't know. It just. I already forgot not who we were it. talking about. I'm not buying it. Who? Do you guys remember who we were talking about? The guy you brought up. I don't even remember his name, so I feel like he's not relevant anymore. Sorry. I have no <laughs> idea who you're talking about. I just I can't I can't think of it. Um. So what else? Um. So as an art director, what would you say you have to like? What's the daily life of an art director? Well, I mean, lately. I've been doing a lot of photography work, almost just solely photography work. So um, I look at the assignments for my clients and I decide what I need for them. Sometimes I'll sketch out, you know, what I'm doing for the day if I haven't already planned ahead and uh, go get my supplies. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll come home and like I'll, I'll set up in my studio or my kitchen because I've been shooting a lot of food products lately do you have a studio in your house yeah i have a studio that's so. pretty fucking cool man yeah it's i mean it's a garage but it's my Dude, studio but you know? still I'm, I'm, i mean that's yeah. all a studio is it's just a space i mean we yeah. put insulation <laughs> in it it's better than it was before yeah. nice i yeah. do need some sort of cooling solution it's it gets hot in there but yeah you yeah. know right now it's fine just get a bucket but of yeah. ice and water and a fan so right now i've been shooting 
but uh, sometimes I'll like I'll work with other people and not be operating the camera as much. You know, I, I'd say I do most, yeah, mostly photography work lately. So, but I think yeah. one of the reasons why that space is succeeding is because you're devoted. You know, you're very devoted. Like if you would have just been like, I want a studio space, and then you go there and you just like don't do shit. It's like you're just wasting time, man. Like, yeah. Well, renting a studio, I would say, is more motivating than just having one in your house because you are paying for it. Of course, yeah, technically I'm paying for the one I have right now, but it's not, you know, it's it's not a separate line item that's, like, wasting money if it sits empty. Yeah. You know, it's, it's my garage. I also store stuff some, like, in there, too, you Yeah, know? exactly. Um, but, yeah, so I guess... Like, you know, I'll shoot stuff and then edit or, I don't know. It, it's not that exciting, what I've been doing lately, day to day. But generally, like, as an art director, you know, you'd be focused on, like, coming up with the look for the brand and how to push it forward and yeah. keep, keep fresh and, like, be looking at re- references and coming up with sketches and designs for whatever the hell you're going to be working on. Um, yeah, just a whole lot of that kind of stuff pretty cool i i um i I don't know if i got the chance to tell you but i became creative director of a non-profit no Um, you never mentioned that i mean we haven't spoken in quite a while Yeah, we haven't spoken quite i'm sorry man but um that happened in may um hell of an experience man like i'm a member of the board as well and the the knowledge that these women have that are on the board blows my mind sometimes i'm just like damn you guys have so much insight that i don't you know, like so much fucking insight. Well, I'd hope so if they're on the board. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, but no, that's cool though. That's 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 really good. But I'll give you some advice that I got from another creative director, art director. Um, she, I asked her. I said, "What's the best thing like you could do? Like, what would you say? Like, is the best thing you've learned?" She said, "Anytime you're in a meeting, like, just sit back and just listen and like wait till the very end to say what you think." And I was like, "Oh snap! Okay." I was like, "That's pretty good advice." So I try to either do that or when I, whenever like a conversation starts to wrap up about a topic, then I start to put in like what I think, like, so it's more relevant, you know? Right. But, um, also it's just, I don't know. It gives you enough time to formulate exactly what you want to say. I, I don't know. That's just something I've, that I picked up. Yeah. No, I, I should take that advice more often. I'm very impulsive. I, I interrupt people. It's bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's something I need to work I, on. I don't think I so. I just get too excited about stuff. I, I'm like uh, constantly throwing ideas, I, good or bad. I love bad ideas. I write them down as as often as I write down good ones. You know, cool. I, I find it fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something I also do need to curb when I'm working with other people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I I like to write a lot of the things I think about when they're. When they start to formulate in my head, I'm like, what could this be? And then I go, but if I don't write it down right away, like sometimes when I was sleeping right here, a thought like would pop into my mind like late at night. And I was like, damn, if I don't write this down, I'm not going to remember this tomorrow. And then I was already laying in bed. Like when you're super comfy, like you're moments away from passing, right? <laughs> to, mm-hmm. Like to sleep. Right. Um, obviously. Just, yeah, obviously. <laughs> right. You're passing. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. But, um, when you were like right there an idea would pop in and i was like i gotta write it down and i was just like fuck din, din, din. next day i was like i would write a bunch of stuff you know and then slowly by slowly i started to like 
think whenever I have to do that, maybe take the time to think a little bit about it. Like just real quick. Like maybe, you know, well, you're yeah. so you have to write it down when you think of it. You have no to. matter where you, you are, because you're never gonna remember. Yeah, it. notebook or a note app. Yeah, yeah. even a napkin, uh, like wherever yeah. you are. But yeah, uh, the the best way is to always just write like a little small synopsis of what it is. Because mm-hmm. so many times I'll just write the idea and uh, and then I'll go back it later and I'll see it and think just like I don't what's happening. What is it? What is this about? Like, what does this mean? But the synopsis really helps guide the idea so that when I do revisit it later, I can just hop in and write it right right away. Yeah, I always just try to break it down into like bullets. You just five simple things that sum up what the hell your idea is. Yeah. Flesh it out later. Yeah. Yeah. I just do like the just the bare skeleton of the story, even if or if it's just an idea, just something that you can build on. Yeah. That's for me is the main key. Recently, I um, this is another tip I, I just thought of right now. Um, recently, my notes I started putting everything in folders like super organized because I just had a 556 um, freaking notes like just free. And I was like, I never go through these, like, I have so many. And some not, not that I never do, but it's like I should do it more often because I've written so much stuff down. Yeah. Um, I just started organizing like boom, boom, boom so much easier like when i want podcast stuff i just go yeah. podcast clear the haze and yeah, yeah i need to do that just everything i mean yeah. i used to be very organized but i never keep up with it yeah and uh so i just i just search keywords <laughs> when i'm thinking of something i'll be like maybe i wrote this yeah i'll look for that word <laughs> I, I was doing yeah. that recently but no no because i haven't finished all of it i have to man I told myself I would do it today, so I'm gonna do it tonight. Right before I go to bed, I'm gonna organize all the rest of my notes. That sounds really boring. It is. It's extremely boring, bro. I did like 150, and then I was like, "Oh God, there's so many more." Yeah. But I have to do. It. It's gonna take like an hour. It's all right. So, what was your favorite product to be affiliated with as a? Yes, yeah, um, I think I had the most fun with uh, probably Halo Top. What's that? Halo Top ice cream. Ooh, I was shooting for delicious. them. Like, I yeah. guess pretty early on in like uh well no i guess kind of late in like what 2015 2016 i think it was 2016 um and i was living in north carolina at the time really uh which was kind of cool because i just left my my like corporate job uh not voluntarily <laughs> i might add but you know it was something i was i kind of needed anyway yeah i digress but um so yeah i was shooting halo top and it was just it was an interesting challenge because i'd never shot ice cream for an extended period of time you know i'd done a few ice cream photos but shooting an ice cream brand you had to come up with all kinds of tricks like fake ice cream and, yeah and like and uh, mashed things potatoes, like, right? yeah I, I used um like vegetable shortening and powdered sugar nice which Looking back at some of the photos I did, like it, it didn't always work. Yeah. I, I got some pretty good photos with it and some okay ones, but yeah, um, yeah it was in, it was it was fun to just shoot this this strange medium. Or like I would uh, if I was shooting real ice cream, you know, it would be a race against time with these photos. Like you'd have to yeah. make sure you yeah. get everything right and you have all of five minutes to do the actual final photo. But, but I feel right. like it was. I, it I was feel a, like I like a little melted ice cream, just a little. Yeah, like a little melt that. was fun. Yeah, that's something you can't do with <laughs> fake ice cream. So that's yeah. that's when you have to use the real stuff. But you could just use Elmer's glue. You could, but. 
I don't know. There's there's other things you can use. Like um just like be you said, mashed potatoes, yeah. there's soft cheeses. Um for melting I've used in the past like corn syrup and like food coloring. Um that was more for popsicles though. Why did you but, have to do all that? Why couldn't you just use the popsicles? Because uh well, um corn syrup has more surface tension than water, so you could get a nice bead. And it was really more stylistic than realistic. We wanted like a fun, like a perfect melted puddle. Mm. And uh, because we were shooting on like a pattern background, um, I just I just wanted to use that because I knew I'd have like a little bit of time before it soaked in versus if I just put, let the popsicle melt, it would have ruined the paper yeah. immediately. So um, That's pretty cool. You yeah. got to think about all that stuff? Well, yeah, I, I do. I mean... Yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff, the kind of problem solving you have to do when you're shooting food. There's all sorts of weird little tricks that, I mean, I wouldn't say I solved them. I, I pick them up from other people. I've worked with food stylists. I've worked with other people who've shot food and, and products in the past. And I just observe and yeah. or ask them hell, shitload of questions or, yeah. Yeah, and or only collaborate or whatever yeah. and we'll yeah. come up with a solution. But it's it's fun. I think that's the most fun part is just the problem solving yeah that's what keeps me in like interested in photography i'd say is uh it's just the constant problem solving yeah how do you uh how do you get your gigs do are you part of an agency or are you freelance so i guess you could say the place i work for for um is a like a little boutique social media management company i'd say um i mean before it was just like this ex coworker of mine. Um, but now he's, he's turned into a full blown business and he's been feeding me clients, but I've just been lucky in that since leaving my job at quest, uh, I inadvertently built a whole network of people who kind of have spread all around the consumer packaged goods industries and, um, are always feeding me work. And it just kind of, it's a positive feedback loop. Like, you know, I get references from people that know me and then like other people see that and then I get, they, you know, they'll reach out. And so it's, it's weird. It it just kind of happened like all after I, 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 um, stopped working at quest. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like a networking genius. I wish I would have been a lot more successful earlier in life if I was, but no, it's a lot of it was, just connections I built through working at a crazy startup and then um, just reaching out to people and being like, what's going on? I need, I need a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was, um, yeah, that, that's mainly it. Just old connections. That's pretty cool. Um, lately, that's pretty yeah. much the only way to get work in this. City, yeah, though. it is. I, I wish you could get by on town alone. No, but, no, not in Los Angeles. But no, it's about who you know, and that's it's a good or a bad thing. And yeah. like, um, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like the best photographer in the world or whatever by any kind of standard. Right, right. But I just got freaking lucky, and now I live very comfortably yeah. because I just met the right people at the right time, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm well aware of that. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I've been working hard to build my own networks now. Do you nice. ever do you ever feel like you you meet someone and then you don't connect the way you wish you could have? You know, you're like, damn, I wish I would have, you know, something would have taken off with that person because they're so cool. Is that do you ever think about that? Um, I mean, I feel like that has happened to me in the past. Like, I think the most 
uh, vivid memory I have of that was when I was in college and I still wanted to be a photojournalist and I did all this documentary photography work and I, I met this guy who'd done some work for Nat Geo and some other like publications I can't even remember and like you know he just wasn't at all impressed with my work he just thought it was kind of generic and looking back I, I agree honestly like I know wait I know better now mm-hmm. but I had so many hopes. I thought he'd be, oh man, this is great. You know, like, cause they brought in a bunch of photographers and they were giving out cards and like, you know, yeah. hit me up for an internship kind of deal that happened to a whole bunch of my peers, but, but not me. I thought, I thought I'd be lucky enough to work with this guy in Atlanta or whatever, but yeah, it didn't work out. And like, he didn't even seem interested at all. And I was a, fanboying and all excited and yeah it was it was kind of kind of soul crushing at the time yeah that same thing that same thing happened to me with chadwick bozeman that dude oh my gosh he is two different people i met him at the naacp awards and he was literally i go up to him like yo chadwick i loved you i loved you in freaking 42 like that movie was so good you know yeah and he was just like yeah thanks and I was like, oh, cool. Like, you're just like a chill dude. Bro, I ask him for a pick. I get the pick. And then I'm standing there waiting. These girls roll up. Oh, my God, Chadwick. Oh, my God, that's Black Panther. Oh, my God. Like, and he's like, what up, ladies? Everything good? Like, just the guy just light up. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like this guy. He's an actor. He's an actor. Like, yeah. he he was just doing his job. Like, he knew who when, when to talk to someone just like, you know, like, it didn't matter because this conversation probably not going to lead anywhere. But with a girl, he's like, we might fuck. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he's single, so he doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, actually, he's not single. He's not single? <laughs> oh, damn. I'm, my bad, Chadwick. <laughs> <laughs> you just put him on blast. Just put but, him on blast. I mean, hey, whatever. He's a superstar now. Yeah, he's so a superstar. It doesn't matter. <laughs> deal with it. But, hey, I mean, maybe you'll be a superstar at some point, too. <laughs> superstar photographer. Yeah, Ooh. right. <laughs> do, do you want fame? never interested me i mean i my father was um i'd say mildly famous in his field back in the 90s and uh i think it led him to find himself too much you know to find who he was as a person too much and when it all kind of fizzled out it, it crushed him i wouldn't say it was like you know superstardom and then becoming like a burnout but you know yeah. even having that little taste of it right like uh what was his field he was a cartoonist nice. so That's he cool. had a daily strip in the south china morning post a nice. political cartoon named lily wong and uh lost his job because of the handover from hong kong back to china and yeah. the comments he made about mainland china at the time which uh you know i mean a lot of hong kongers felt the same way and that's why he was so successful at what he right. did but of the owners of the newspaper were just afraid of what their new Chinese bosses were going to think once the British were out, you yeah. know, and uh, wow. um, so they they got rid of him. Yeah, a strip that was in the newspaper every day for, um, man, I don't even know how long. I think at least a decade. Oh wow! I should know this. I really should know this. Dude, your dad sounds like a freaking yeah. Badass. Like, yeah, he he's an <laughs> artist. Him he, on the podcast. Yeah, like he's a really interesting guy. He really pushed me to be creative and well not pushed me directly but he inspired me and and he did push me in ways like you know when kids would be getting like xboxes for christmas to get me a wacom tablet and like 
3D modeling software and nice. be like, learn this. Yeah. Like, give this a try. And I was really resistant to it when I was younger, which I regret. But, um, yeah, so he he's always cultivated creativity in our family, which is cool. Um, nice. nice. But, yeah, but back to the fame, you know, after, like, he was... You know, people knew who he was, not even just in Hong Kong, because the South China Morning Post at the time was the most widely distributed newspaper in the world, apparently. I wow. mean, I, I don't know. It's statistic. Yeah, are those alternative facts yeah. or like real? I don't know. know. I mean, I believe you could look that up because, I mean, if you think about it, it's it's from a business hub that was part of, you know, it was a British colony at the time, and it's yeah. always distributed a lot around other. Com- There's like, a lot of people in China. You know, too, yeah, though. China, and then like businessmen. I don't know. Hey, like don't Taiwan, quote me on that. China right? and like, the you don't even regions. need to put that in the podcast. That's just something I I heard. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, people knew who he was, and people knew who Lily Wong was at the very least. Yeah. And um, it all just fizzled out one day. I still remember that the, that happened when he got the letter in the mail. Yeah. But, oh, they mailed him. They didn't even call. Oh, him? yeah. Yeah, it was. That's a mess. messed up. After a whole decade, you can't even I give me a call or, or, or a or meeting. Some, yeah, that's all I remember. Hey, like keep in mind, I was probably what like five years old, so oh, I don't yeah, remember so every detail. Funny. But yeah, you know, growing up where we did, um, he had to bike to the post office every day to yeah. check the mail, and so you know, I went with him, and he brought wow. back this letter and. Yeah, that's messed up. So it all it so, all ended. Yeah. And when when he got the letter, then what? Well, he we basically shortly after that upended our whole life to go move to London at the kind of promise of a job that didn't really quite happen. Like so many Hong Kongers at the time, mm-hmm. they we wanted to escape the handover, right? Because nobody really knew what was going to happen politically to Hong yeah. Kong, right? Um. In the end, it wasn't so bad, at least not for the first 10 years or so, but things are changing in Hong Kong right uh-huh. now. Not for the better. Not for the better, at least in the perspective of many of the uh, people who have lived there for a long time. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah. Um, anyway, so we moved to London. Yeah, definitely. There's uh-huh. other co- there's other countries yeah. out there, people. It's not just right. us. No, totally. Yeah. So we we moved to London, and uh, he like worked himself to the bone trying to get solid work there. Tried to start a cartoon strip there, didn't take off. Tried to be a writer, didn't really happen. He did a few few a uh, few things for Time Magazine though. Cool. He had nice. the uh, first full page cartoon in Time Magazine, I believe. Nice. Um, That's cool. But yeah, he. We, we lived there for two years and then we went back to Hong Kong, actually, because it just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. But Hong Kong, Hong Kong it was proven to be safe by that point. It was a bubble. Hong Kong, even now, is still a bit of a bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's China, but not really right now. And before that, it was, you know, England, but not really. And, mm-hmm. like, we were not near any sort of tectonic plates, like... To all the typhoons we get would never really be anything that bad because they'd always hit other islands on the way, like the Philippines. Right. And so when we'd get them, it'd just be a bunch of rain and stuff. There was never really anything to worry about there. Right. So it was beautiful. a safe place. Like, as, as a private citizen, like, you know, not politics aside, just growing up, like, it was a very safe place, no guns. There was no, nice. not even a military presence there until very recently. Um, yeah, very small 
place with a lot of people. Wow. And then being insulated because I was an English speaker in this Chinese country. So there's just this tight knit community of international students and expats and whatnot. You only speak English or you speak Mandarin or Cantonese? So Cantonese is what I, I used to speak it when I was really little because I'm half Chinese mm-hmm. and, um, can you speak any now? Not really, no. So okay. I went to, I have memories of going to a Chinese kindergarten. I also went to an English one at the same time. Well, But my parents, my mom never spoke Cantonese at home because she kind of resented the Chinese. I mean, she's mm. Chinese herself, grew up, born and raised in Hong Kong, but yeah. she hated how things were going yeah. um, back then. And um, for some reason... She didn't want me to be indoctrinated into that culture, which was very short-sighted. And she actually apologized to me when I turned 18 and moved out for not maintaining my Chinese skills. I mean, yeah. not to say it's her fault. Yeah, I yeah. should have been pursuing it more. I was a stubborn little shit and like spoke English in response to her Chinese. Apparently, I don't remember this, but when right. I was really little, that's the kind of shit I would do. Yeah. But I wish I wish I spoke Cantonese. It's a kind of a hole in my in my life because yeah. like my mom is full on Chinese. All the culture that that comes with yeah. I don't understand fully. I can't mm-hmm. truly appreciate it mm-hmm. because I don't speak the language. I mean Rosetta Stone, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah Not no. even just I mean like... Cantonese is one hell of a language yeah. to learn though. Or just get the Ely. You know the Ely. So the Ely is like a live translator. Oh, those real-time translators. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard of those things. Yeah, yeah I mean... It's supposed to be pretty decent. I would say just get a book, like a, the accurate. Learned Book, and then just one word a day. Just Yeah, I mean, I still it. remember a few phrases, and, I, you know, it's weird. I have a freaking Chinese name, and I don't speak Chinese. <laughs> I can't even write the characters. And it's weird though because looking back, I found old schoolwork yeah. where it's like pages of characters that I wrote. So what do you remember? Like, where's the bathroom? Yeah, where's the I'm, bathroom? I'm like, how much is this? Um, you know, a couple cuss words. Oh yeah, let's hear the cuss words. <laughs> um, well, the most common one, I guess, is "deu le lo mo," which Damn, means that's long. <laughs> yeah, it's it's motherfucker. Go fuck oh, your mom. Okay. Uh, that's, that's something <laughs> nice. you hear all the time. Uh, say, say it again. I could not. Deulelomo. I'm probably pronouncing it really badly. Any like actual Cantonese speakers are probably judging me really hard. But you know, deal was like fuck, and mo was mother. You know, deulelomo. Lay low. You, know, you kind of hear the flow of it yeah, though. You hear, very, you hear the flow of like that's the so, word it's intending to say. Yeah, there, I believe there's like seven tones or more. Cantonese has more than Mandarin. Um, so they speak with tones. Yeah, you can each. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's it's complicated. It, that's yeah. why I'm telling you, it's it's you have to commit to learn this language because wow. there you could mispronounce something and completely butcher what you're trying to say. I mean, you know, thankfully most people know what you're trying to say contextually, and they'll they'll give you a free pass because you're, you know, you're clearly not yeah, a native not speaker, a, but right. like. You know, still technically, you're, you're saying you could be saying something completely wrong. Like choy sum is a vegetable. Choy sum, take off your clothes. Oh you wow! So, so you go vegetable. Plural is something totally different. Huh? Plural. Plural. Like choy sums. Choy sums. Oh, I don't actually know how to answer that. I I, I don't remember. Well, isn't that what you just said? Choy sum. No, choy sum and choy sam. 
Oh, oh the choice some. That choice was more some. of a direct. That's not a choice, choice at all. That's more of like a, you know, pronunciation thing. But mm-hmm. there are other ones like, uh, oh, man, I really hope I'm not butchering this. But like, say is four and say is death. That's mm. why the number four is an unlucky number in Chinese culture. Mm. Really? And that's a funny thing, too, because Hong Kong was a British colony. A lot of apartment buildings don't have a fourth or a 13th floor. They got to cater oh, wow. to both cultures, you know? That's funny. Yeah. It's weird. Bro. So, wait, so it's one, two, three, five. Yeah. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few buildings okay. like that. Have you Not ever, so much anymore. Yeah. But Have you ever heard of the elevator game? The elevator game? What yeah. do you mean? It's like they go to the. It's like I believe it's like they go to the eleventh floor. They do like a, they press a bunch of buttons and then they, they go to the eleventh floor and then it's like you're supposed to see a ghost. <laughs> and this guy did it on YouTube, and he recorded it. And he was like, he actually like opened up. And the, what the thing it says is like it's not actually the eleventh floor. It's like a long hallway into like some who knows another another universe or something. What um, the fuck? Yeah, it's super trippy. And then this guy does it and literally the floor is empty like he's just the only one there and it starts getting super creepy like the video just starts like you start hearing these weird ass noises happening and i'm just like the dude starts to freak the fuck out because he goes dude if i did this right like i don't know where the fuck i am you know and and they say that if you walk too far away where you can't see the elevator anymore then you'll never find it uh yeah it's like well well he's gonna that's <laughs> silly you want to play that game no i just thought it just it, that because i've seen i've been to so many hotels and they don't have like a 13 or they don't have like a seven or then it's just these people who believe these numbers have like power and they're just like you know yes and i guess numbers have power numbers have power right i would imagine they create math which propels us into rockets and planes and things of that nature so i mean i guess to a degree numbers do have power but it depends how you apply it that's true did you ever were you good at math i used to be um back in like fifth grade maybe fourth grade i was like top of the class in mental math but after that after i got a calculator man i my brain for math just went yeah (laughs) and i was okay at it you know it's funny because i use math pretty often these days with like photography and ratios or like I've been, I don't know, just, I used to tinker with, like, web design. You know, you need math mm-hmm. for that. And I also, I'm always the one who's, like, hanging stuff on the walls, and I like to do it really precisely. So I'll, like, you know, make all sorts of precise measurements. But Yeah, let me get my tape measure out. But, yeah. Get a T-square. Yeah. But, yeah, math. I, I've got a decent grasp on it, enough to just do what I need to do. Nice, nice. What was your favorite subject as a kid? As a kid? I mean, define kid, like... Shit, that's a good question. Sometimes I still call myself a kid and I'm 20. And that's just in the sense yeah, where I, mean, I talk my about... My favorite subject in mm-hmm. before college was probably philosophy. Yeah. It was my favorite class. Um, I really loved it. Um, that's something I'm still passionate about, though, just just casually. I, I, I wish I, I should read more philosophy. I'm got someone who's staying with me right now for a month she's a philosophy professor so that's been kind of fun but yeah um that followed by my art class obviously you know yeah. where'd you go to high school west island school it's on the it's in hong kong and pok fulam it's on the nice. 
yeah, it's this weird school where it's on a hill, so you get in on the sixth floor, and your view is of one of the largest graveyards in Hong Kong. What the heck? So the whole hill is just a multi-terraced graveyard. Like, imagine those pictures you've seen of, uh, like, rice paddies in, like, Thailand or, or, like, Indonesia, but those terraces are just covered in gravestones instead. Yeah, very morbid. And then there was a huge hospital at the top of the hill, too. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Interesting mm-hmm. place. Um, but it was a good school. And uh, overall. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, always, well, everyone hates their high school to a degree. I got in a lot of trouble in high school for being mm-hmm. outspoken. Really? But, uh, you can't be outspoken in China. You know that. Well, (laughs) Hong Kong is different. We still technically have freedom of speech, though. It's changed a lot lately. Does China Um, not? No. Damn. No, No. that's the fun thing about Hong Kong. You go to the Shenzhen border and denounce the government and then take a step forward and get arrested. Technically. I mean, you know, that's not how it really goes down, but that's what could happen. Yeah. But I guess it would be the government who decides whether that's an offense or not. Like, yeah, let's I say mean, I film it, and then I walk. Could they be like, we want to arrest you for saying it, and we have proof that you said it? Like, Or is that just I like... I don't know. Look, like, let's not get into that. The, like, Chinese politics... No, Chinese are, politics is insane, man. I, we were at Blizzard. You know what happened yeah. with... Um, the Chinese government showed up to support their team at, the, at BlizzCon, and they told us. They were like, by the way, don't talk to those guys. That's the Chinese government. We were like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, that's one of the representatives from this company over there. And then that's the Chinese ambassador. I was like, what the heck? And then they were like, yeah, they want to make sure like everything goes smoothly to report that China has been doing good. And like, it's kind of interesting. I was like, yeah, I mean, they're like, they're like Cuba, how they have government sanctioned appointed people for each thing that they're involved in. Like even their musicians and actors are government sanctioned. That's true. So, yeah, though Cuba is a whole other level of control. Yeah, um, I had a really wonderful time in Cuba. I a love Cuba. Years it's ago. amazing. I'm yeah. going back very soon. I want to as well. It was really fun going there because we got to meet a bunch of artists there, and you can yeah, you can same. be a successful artist in Cuba. That's one of the few ways to make real money there, yeah. actually, because it's one of the few things they allow you to export. Like this artist that we were hanging out with, she goes to. Uh, art basil in miami she goes to art fairs in spain you know she actually gets to travel unlike your average cuban citizen and she lives you know completely differently to what you'd see there because she can actually be successful no that's changed recently there was a law that the new government there passed i don't know the exact details about it but i heard it limits the income Mm. of uh, artists there once again, don't call me on that. You'll have to look that up, but uh, I do remember I reading something it. about that. But yeah, Cuba was uh, Cuba's magical place. Yeah. The people there are just, I don't know, they live life very simply. Very simply, but like very fully. Yeah. In a way. I, they, I had a great time yeah. just because everyone else around me was having a great time. And I thought mm-hmm. as an American, you're pre-wired to assume that anyone that's being nice to you is obviously trying to like rip you off or set you up for something bad. Yeah, definitely. But they're genuinely just nice people and they are poor and they do know that you are an American. So 
They'll help you figure out what you want, help you get it, won't leave you alone until you get there. And then once you get there, they'll be like, okay, well, I helped you help me. And so you have to give them like some kook. But, well, I try to give them some cup because Cuba has two different currencies. Yep. Cup, which is their original currency, and kook, it's which the is, currency. yeah, the tourist currency, which is basically one-to-one with the U.S. dollar. But I tried to give the dude some cup. He was like, nah, I need some kook. And I'm like, bro, you're not getting my kook, man. I don't have that much money. This sounds like it's all made up, man. Like, what the fuck? I've never yeah. heard this before. It's real, man. You That's gotta venture. Cuba is That's just... what happens. I've, I haven't been to Cuba. I want to go yeah. there. One party system with a lot of control. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, Raul just relinquished control, so... I, I haven't been keeping up on who's assuming the control now, but hopefully they open it up. I mean, no, Fast they, and the Furious. They already elected there. the guy. Um, was he like an, an ex-general Probably. or something? Yeah, there's, there's a new guy. He's the first non-Castro in the, in the regime, I guess, mm-hmm. to be running it. But um, Raul is still like there in the background. Yeah, he's shadow government now. Mm-hmm interesting i don't know maybe they staged like a silent coup it was like look i think he just stepped back because he was getting old yeah he didn't want to be like his brother yeah yeah i mean when you're super you're bro you're a castro like you can do anything just enjoy your life let the let your underlings run the Mm day-to-day they'll report it to you if you don't like something you can step back in and say hey don't do that and they'll probably honor it because you're still alive and yeah. they live under fear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I wouldn't say it's all fear. It's not all I'd fear. I'd say a lot it's of some it's pride. already just indoctrination, but yeah. also pride. I, I could totally see the secret. And coup. the pride comes from the indoctrination. Look, there's some because parts of the singular power. There's some parts of the one of one party systems that are beneficial. I mean, they have wonderful health care there. And I believe almost everyone can go to university there. Um, you know, I wouldn't yeah, say it's like I met a some college students there. Uh, huh? I met some college students yeah. there, and they were they were studying to be doctors and yeah. stuff. All they I have know. a really good medical system there. But they said but that if you study in Cuba, you have to work in Cuba. You're pretty much stuck there. Yeah. Really? I mean, that's they, they, they have a huge level of control over their citizens there. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, if you go as a tourist, did you not feel that way? Or? No. Nah. We, we're, there's a huge American embassy, like, right there. Wow. So, you're not, you're not gonna, it's not too far from El Capitolio. So, you know, the, the strip where they filmed that opening scene of the last Fast and Furious? Yeah. If you keep going down that street where Toretto's car flew in the water. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the Malacan? Yeah. Yeah. The right there. By off, the ocean. Yeah, Malacan. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. yeah, it's just got these like iron fence around it and yeah. an American flag, and yep. it's just yeah, right by the ocean. So you never have my Airbnb problems? was just like east of that. Oh, you Airbnb there? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hotel it. Yeah, you it was uh, We stayed in a casa. That Ooh, was yeah. fun. Like every morning, they'd make breakfast for yeah, us. Yeah, the like, casa peculiar. Yeah, yeah, good times. Oh no, pa- casa particular. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cuba sounds freaking awesome, man. It was. Bro. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going back. Yeah. And I love that we have these like, artist connections out there because I've 
they have like such a cool subculture there. Yeah. And I, I really, what I thought was interesting was how much appreciation for art there is. In Did Cuba you do culture. the artist exchange? The artist exchange? Yeah. My, my friend runs the art Cuba, America, Cuba, LA artist exchange. No, this was through a, an artist group that my girlfriend is involved with called elsewhere. Oh, nice. It's like a living museum in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. But uh, yeah, we all went with a bunch of artists. Like we went with some, like an architect, a jazz singer, and a film guy, um, yeah. and a writer, I believe. It was really cool. Um, it's a very eclectic group of. Yeah, but that was the fun part. We're all still yeah. united by our love of art, and yeah. um, we like we went there. We visited a bunch of studios and galleries. We went out to a bunch of permaculture farms, which was really cool. Yeah, because there's a whole movement now of self sustainability in Cuba yeah. because of the famine that they had in like yeah, was it man. the nineties. It was really recent. Thousands to yeah, the point so, where like even restaurants are affected. Mm -hmm. like, so they're growing all kinds of vegetables now that people there are not familiar with, like bok choy. Yeah, and uh, like what else did they say that locals had never had? I, I wish I could remember, but it, it was interesting. They're just growing a wide variety of interesting yeah. uh, and sustainable agriculture there. Yeah, um, tons of pigs there. Lots of pigs. No beef. Beef is only for tourists, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I believe livestock is owned by the government. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So you have to get government approval, I believe, before you slaughter them or something. You yeah. report if your cow dies in like an accident or something like oh, that. Oh, man. I don't remember exactly. Cat, my girlfriend, knows yeah. more about that. She's... Uh, we'll have to have her on the show. Yeah, you should. She's, she's quite the character. Um, but... Yeah, like, um, it's, I really want to go out of Havana. I want to go to other parts of the island. Yeah. Because we, we did go a little bit out there to go to these farms, but, like, never to another city. Right. Just a few small towns. Right. And I think that'd be really interesting to see. And the island is, uh, is decently big, but it, you can traverse it. Yeah, isn't it like 100 miles long, something like something that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. You can definitely get around in yeah. a short period of time that's cuba um yeah yeah 100 miles across i don't know it's something like something maybe. Like that. it's, it's, it's not that big yeah you it's know the tiny. only mcdonald's in cuba is in guantanamo bay <laughs> yeah i looked it up just for fun well, we should go to guantanamo yeah i'm like oh we're just going to mcdonald's all about like, we're just yeah. going to mcdonald's it's kind of like taking a tour of alcatraz yeah, oh, yeah. God. but for like all the people that the u.s is trying to hush maybe it's empty <laughs> I think that was the fun Maybe. thing about Cuba, though, was that there was n none of that commercial shit. None of those chains. Yeah, no, no, -uh. -uh. yeah. They their signs that they were gonna be there until the U.S. pulled out of Cuba and took all their money and left all their unfinished buildings there. Yep. You can see old buildings that still say like Sears and Roebuck, and cause they haven't went by Sears and Roebuck in a long time, no. but it's there and there's still like apothecaries and stuff it's it's really awesome yeah i think what was cool was um because they don't have a, a, easy access to a lot of modern technology uh, because of just you know the embargoes and also just the economy they still do use a lot of traditional processes like you could buy some cheap poster at like some tourist market but that poster is still going to be a real screen print because it, they they have the tech there 
they don't have inkjet printers. Mm. I mean, they do, but like it's it's not a common thing. So yeah, like, they hardly have, have these cell cool, phones. Like, yeah, the, sorry, what were we saying? They hardly have cell phones. Yeah. So. Oh, I know. People would camp out for not camp. Like you'd always see people congregating in front of buildings with Wi-Fi, usually hotels yeah. or or clubs or the squares or the squares. Yeah, but they'd be sitting in front of like the library or yeah. something that's connected to the square yeah yeah you yeah, have was... to buy like the internet wi-fi cards off of the locals yeah so everybody's just connected like that's yeah. kind of interesting because i mean it is such a small place that if you started being like a jerk to someone the word will get around like hey man don't watch out yeah, for that, the, guy. The, the that dude is no fun i know? think the interesting thing about regimes oppressive regimes is what people do to cope there is a whole underground network of people like you know they are all basically a month behind all the tv shows that we're on but they're not any further than that that people are constantly smuggling in usb drives hard drives and then they'll clone them and sell them and share them amongst each other and yeah like uh there's all kinds of shit you can get you know, it's 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 a big city. It's a it's, hustle, yeah, and there's like there's iPhone always... repair shops that I think are where the the dudes that yeah. take the phones from the tourists go to sell them. Yeah, Hong Kong was a lot like that too. Um, at one point, this one place supposedly in Chongqing Mansions was responsible for exporting like eighty percent of phones that ended up being sold in Africa. Wow! <laughs> like all illegally exported, and yeah. like I remember. Um, one time when the iPhone first came out, Apple was missing a million phones from one of their shipments. Wow. Because they're all being illegally sold in Hong Kong before wow. it was even officially available. It wasn't officially available in Hong Kong until like next year or something like that. Yeah. Like, and everybody was just rocking the there's iPhone. There's so like, much black market yeah. tech there. I remember going and buying yeah. like the R4 adapter for the Nintendo DS. You could run ROMs on it. I'd go yeah. to like the the computer center that's notorious for you know selling bootleg stuff and you'd be like hey man you got the r4 and be, be like you'd have to convince him that you're yeah. legit and you'd like reach under the counter in like a fucking shopping bag <laughs> pull out like you know this illegal rom like sd reader at the time yeah. and yeah i imagine it must be much like that in in uh cuba you know yeah i mean it's for sure like that in thailand yeah right. yeah that's definitely. where i got a my old rom emulator packs <laughs> from yeah good times ps1 oh man shout out bro they're making a ps1 classic i don't want that crap i don't want it either it's you, gonna be garbage you can literally download all those roms for free you well, can emulate that stuff on a raspberry pi yeah for, like 30, for bucks. 30 bucks all of those games that they've announced so far i was like i'm not interested in any yeah. of these games you're like, basically exactly. playing for paying for the design of the thing because that is kind of cool you can buy a playstation design style case for a raspberry pi i've seen them oh really yeah nice. or just 3d print one fuck it like, yeah I mean, you don't hey. need to buy the sony lockdown nah. like single purpose emulator the only benefit from using that would probably be bec- like maybe like perfect emulation because it's made by Sony. right yeah. but in most cases that doesn't really matter in this day and age well, yeah unless you just wanted to have it for like a lobby or something yeah like that. if you die hard yeah. yeah my my while i was back in san antonio my uh, me my cousin um andres shout out andres um we actually played the new mario party on the mm-hmm. switch we had a blast bro it was the most fun i've had playing a mario party in a long ass time i haven't played the switch yet you haven't tried to switch at all? Come play the Switch in my house. Bro. Right. Or I should have. I thought about bringing my Switch, but then I was like, what am I going to do with it? You should always bring your Switch, man. Plug it in. 
Yeah, I, yeah. You can plug it in right here. HDMI. Do you have Mario Party? No, I don't. But I'll pick it up. I've got Mario Kart. Bro, Mario Kart is fun. Too. I've been Nobody so focused on Zelda. I don't even that. care. Like I have all these other games, but like I just keep going back to Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in love with that game. It's a good game. Yeah, like, it's, it's withstood the test of time. That's yeah, sure. I'm a huge fan of the 2D Zelda games yeah, too. Yeah. Oh man, so yeah, I was really disappointed that there's no official Super Nintendo emulation or Game Boy emulation on the Switch. You can get it on there, but you have to like void your warranty and shit. And like, yeah. Just, I'm just not interested in Peel tinkering that anymore. I used to do a lot of that kind of shit, but I know, man. So. I remember the first time I peeled my warranty sticker off. I was like, "There's no turning back now." Yeah, but it all worked out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I used to tinker with all kinds of things: Android phones, routers, mm-hmm. and game consoles. But I just, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, like. It's fun, and I'll still do it sometimes for my friends, but, you know, now I just get stuff, and I just use it, and I enjoy it, and I don't worry about what it can and can't do, mm-hmm. or I try not to. Yeah, okay. So, so I, got more, I got bigger things in my life to worry about, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but I, I still wish there. I could play A Link yeah. to the Past on my Switch, yeah. you know? Definitely. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So before we let you go, is there any advice or anything you want to just say? Advice or things I want to say, like about what? That's really open ended. Just for um, just either pertaining to your career or anyone looking to be in your shoes or just in general. Yeah, man, you're an art director. Yeah, art director, photographer, a little bit of everything. A little bit of tech tinkerer. I don't know. I mean, you just. You just got to stay curious. I don't think you should ever let your job define you unless there's something you truly have a calling for. Yeah. Um, and so what I have right now is a label. I mean, before we started this podcast, I wasn't even sure what you, what you asked when you asked how I would like to be introduced. I wasn't even really sure what to say because, yeah. um, though I, I do photography work for, for my living yeah. and art direction work. I, I just don't know if, that's who I want to be forever. Right. You know, I totally understand Um, that, man. I think that like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's a place of privilege to say that too, that like, of course, some people, you just need a job. You need to keep that roof over your head and like, but, but once again, you shouldn't let it define who you are. Well, that's the error we're in too. Like we're, we're like the era we live in, everyone's okay like it used to be like you need to be proficient in one thing and become a master of that and that only yeah and be that for your whole life but nowadays it's like it's okay to be people are good at a lot of stuff now yeah. so it's, it's okay I, to do I, this and i would do say that. i would say childish um donald glover is is definitely the first big showcase of that like the man is multi-talented and for the first time people were like that's okay yeah. That's completely fine. Like he's dipping his toes toes in a lot of stuff because he just wants to try everything. Exactly. I mean, There's nothing his wrong last with that. album. He's a he's a rapper, and there was no rap on it. Yeah. So, yeah. I you think know. yeah, I think also something going back to like work life is that you should respect the time that you're not working. I feel like people never stop working. Yeah. And I think like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Of working so hard that you don't get to actually sit back and like enjoy the fruits of your labor. It's, right. it's, I, I respect 
workaholism, but I think it's it's a little rampant in American culture, and yeah. like people think it's crazy. Like, oh my god, how do you travel? How do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah. Well, because I plan to. I work for it, right? And then I do it, right? You know, I I don't give a shit if you worked for twelve hours, and it's not a dick measuring contest, right? Like, I don't care. I don't, yeah. I don't fucking care. Like, I don't agree work, with that. Like, how hard do you not work? Right. <laughs> Wow! All right. Well, all right. that was. Uh, I I would t- I would say I, I I work hard, but then at the same time I like to have moments of of enjoying what you've worked hard for. Exactly yeah. what you say. I try to implement that all the time, and I tell people like, "Yo, it's good. It's healthy to take a break sometimes. Like even if it's just for a couple hours, like during a long day, like just take like two three hours to just get your mind off of what you're doing. You're gonna come back a lot stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If all you do is work, your life is so compartmentalized. And, like, once again, of course, like, you might not have the choice. Yeah. But if you ever work your way into a position where you have the opportunity to, like, Take live your time. life, be with your friends, your family, your loved ones, whoever, like, you yeah. have to do that. You can't mm-hmm. put your phone away, you know? Like, all work and no play makes all work and no play. Johnny a dull boy. Yeah. A dull boy he is. Dull. Yeah, I know it's it's like, pretty generic advice, but it's something I live my life by. Like the weekend's sacred. Yeah, man, you know? keep it keep it simple. That's I I like the kiss rule. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, I mean it's already it's seen that we live in a society where you're, it's still considered totally fine that you work five days and then you take two off, two days. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's all you get. New Zealand just made a four-day work week mandatory. Mandatory for all of New Zealand? For I know a lot of companies of have been testing it. Yeah, no, they just That's went full-fledged full in there. Yeah, I went to a four-day school. That nice. was cool. In Hong um, Kong? No, it's my art school. Oh, I mean, the, suppo- cool. the fifth day was supposed to be like studio day. And yeah. You work, of course, but that's nobody what a lot of us did. did but like half the time, you don't have to do that shit. You right? don't have to. Only, only the underachievers... Yeah. We're, I mean, I'm sorry, only the, the people that were like trying way too hard and were just constantly there. But quickly you learn that at the school we went to, which is SCAD, the grading is totally based on the professor's opinion. So unfortunately, spending that much time on projects just to be disappointed by some guy that's having a bad day kind of sucks. It yeah. really does. But we live we we all work all three of us work in very subjective fields you know yeah and like uh yeah that's the price that you pay yeah arbitrary grades arbitrary work reviews you know like yeah well hey man we appreciate you coming to join us man we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up but all right, well, thanks for yeah, having dude. me yeah it's been fun <laughs> sorry gotta... about this stand it just kind of fell apart all of a sudden Jeez, dude it's because you were fiddling with yeah it. we fiddling and fiddling. well because it started lowering slowly by slowly and i was just like dude this just, thing is just not be, working you know, just practice your and then oh, i just man. figured i'm just gonna grab it with both hands and cut it with it like a baby but then the Broke interview it. is already over so it didn't matter yeah but um it's but been it's, cool. it's been awesome to he- yeah. to have you on ivan it's just the perspective you, is the perspective is hot man I like that gave you something interesting to no definitely work with, you yeah. know i mean i ramble i ramble no, about all kinds of stuff all good. the time bro it's that's good. what we like that's <laughs> it's how better to have someone that doesn't talk at all yeah better to have someone that does not talk at all it's better to have someone that 
that talks. that talks versus having someone that doesn't talk at all. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, true. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's for sure. But hey, thanks, man. We appreciate you, and we'll see you on the next one, guys. All right. Take it easy.